Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Real estate experiment, what is happening y'all? Today I have the pleasure of having Savannah Arroyo in the lab with us, dialing in from LA. Savannah, welcome to the lab. What's going on? Hi, thank you. Yeah, I'm super stoked to be here today. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're known as AKA the net worth nurse, which I think is such good branding. I'm like, what? That's awesome. Can't believe you got that. So very excited, of course, the net worth nurse. You're originally a nurse uh, practicing out of California. You've put in the work, you're an overachiever. We did our homework, we know what you did. Got your master's in leadership and administration, which is really cool, but you didn't stop there. You're like, you know what? I want to be an investor. So can you just, you know, I hate to like ask the question of, tell us about your story. More it's like, I like to find out who is the person behind the business, behind the operation, because I believe that's a true reflection of what your achievements are. So I typically like to ask, what gets you out of bed? What gets you so motivated, fired up? so that you're able to become the overachiever that you are today. Yes. Yes. So nursing is a huge passion of mine. I still do that full time. I, uh, grew up in Northern California. I graduated from Sacramento state university, um, with my bachelor's degree in nursing. And then I worked out at, in a couple of different specialties when I came out of school and I was just naturally drawn towards like leadership type positions. I was taking initiative, doing just different process improvement projects and different units I was working at. And so I went back to school pretty shortly after and got my master's degree in nursing nursing leadership and administration. And then right now I'm currently overseeing multiple departments at a hospital here in LA. And I love it. Um, I go there Monday through Friday, but it was when I was on maternity leave with my second daughter at the beginning of last year, my husband and I were just starting to look for different ways to start investing our money. Uh, the only thing we were doing was like retirement. We were putting 15 to 20% of our paychecks toward our 401k. And just knowing that we couldn't touch it until we were 65 was just like a little bit defeating. And we wanted to look for ways that we could put money in our pocket now. And real estate investing is a great, great tool for that. And we initially started buying single family homes, but now we do multifamily syndications and just kind of the crossover into multifamily and the ability to make it a team sport has been yeah. so rewarding for us. I'm so glad you said team sport because I'm really excited to hear about that transition of building that team, what that looked like, because eventually that's that's what I do, right? Like I work and I'm an investor and I have a company, right? So it's like, first of all, I, I don't want to let that slip through the cracks because it's like, oh yeah, yeah, nursing. Like nursing is demanding, right? Like it's a it's a lot of work. So kudos to you. And you don't stop there. You, just said you have your second child which is crazy <laughs> you're super young you're driven which is so inspiring to us all but okay what does that look like on day to day because I think what we typically see is the event oh like wow like she's got like 12 units there and like two units here and and that's great but like if I'm listening and I'm a nurse right now and I'm like okay what would it look like for me to a have that pivot to then operate like Savannah at home? Like, what does it look like when you have a full day, especially in the beginning? What did that look like? Especially, let's say, let's talk about the education piece where you're like, you know what, this 401k thing might not be the move. What did that look like? Where did you dive in first? 
Yeah. Podcasts and books. So mm-hmm. when I was on maternity leave, I was taking my daughter on long walks. I was listening to like three to four hours of podcasts every day, even when I was commuting to work. And even now my commute's a lot shorter, but before it was like 45 minutes, one way I'd be listening to a podcast there and home. So I'd get in two podcasts a day. That was huge for me getting the motivation and hearing stories of people out there doing it. And then also learning different strategies within real estate and learning about people's struggles and hardships and just kind of learning the ins and outs through that piece of hearing people tell stories is so powerful. And then looking at books. So just researching once we got into multifamily specific multifamily investing books that we liked reading. And then my husband and I just got super specific on like, what we wanted to get out of real estate investing. When we decided to create a business and found Willow Investment Group and do syndications, we set a goal of like what we wanted our lives to look like five years from now. And we made a very specific vision of like, when we woke up five days from now, like what did our day-to-day routine look like? And that was something we wrote down together, very specific, and then kind of backtracked, like what do we need to be doing at three years to get there? What do we need to be doing on a yearly basis to get to that point? And then it kind of just laid out a blueprint of exactly what we needed to be doing every step of the way to reach those five-year goals. That's so refreshing. First of all, this is why I asked what gets you out of bed because it's just the proof is in the pudding, right? I think it goes back to anybody. I have a lot of entrepreneurs who come in here, a lot of you know high achievers, and it's you got to have some kind of a roadmap. And what I love is you said a keyword, you said team, and the team starts underneath the roof of your home, which is really cool because now it sounds like you guys are actually setting out goals as a family. By the way, I got to ask, is, is your significant other like an engineer or something? Because you guys are like in, reverse engineering <laughs> everything. What's the deal here? Give us the secret sauce. What no, I'm like a suit. I'm like a very organization driven operations. Like what I do full time in nursing right now is operations. I've kind mm-hmm. of transitioned out of p- patient care and I do all process improvement type of things like that. And so organization is key for me. Like I have sticky notes and lists like all over my office at my home, just kind of like things that I'm working on. So being able to juggle multiple projects this once is kind of like a skill set. So me being super organized, kind of just like laid down that strict, um, goal list, I guess. That's awesome. So for you said podcast books, is there any insights? I typically ask this in the, at the end of the episodes as resources, but while we're here, what kind of podcast are we listening to? Is it, you know, what, is there any specific ones that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, I got started on bigger pockets for sure. That was like, yeah, the OG of OGs right there. Uh, I binged that probably I like listened to it so much. I felt like I was friends with Brandon Turner and David Green. I swear. <laughs> oh, like, oh, I'd those be are laughing. my homies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they they don't know me, but I know them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that one was really, really big of just learning about different strategies within real estate and hearing so many people coming from different walks of life. You know, there's moms on there. There's, there's young people on there. There's college dropouts, college graduates. There's all sorts of people on there that are out there making real estate work. So that's a very powerful podcast. Um, books that I read, uh, obviously rich dad, poor dad. That's a huge one. Um, the Burr method originally, we wanted to do that one. That's a David green book, uh, financial freedom through real estate investing, Michael Blanc, um, crushing in apartments, Brian Murray, um, kind of some like mindset books, think and grow rich. That was like a big, big one for me to even get that entrepreneurial mindset going grit by Angela Duckworth. I'm a big reader. Now I honestly do more audiobooks than anything. I love listening to them. Um, when I take flights or go on road trips or anything like that, I'll listen to audiobooks. but those are some of my favorites. 
Yeah, no, that's likewise. And recently I've been tapping a little bit into Clubhouse as well. I don't know if you've heard of that. Have you heard of Clubhouse? Sure have. I am not on it yet. Not, might not be. I think honestly, that might be the thing if you're trying to network. Um, there's there's really good rooms in there, especially with your niche, the network nurse. That might serve you well. But I want to go back to something that you said, which I think is uh, really interesting here. So you kind of build this ecosystem, and I want to touch on that because I do think it's really important. You got a driving library, right? Um, but then I want to go back to what you said: is you're listening to podcasts of stories of people who sound, you know, moms. You got this and this, right? So. I think that's super powerful, right? Because when I got exposure to my world in business, it was because I'd gone to a conference and I saw people that looked like me that were my age that were mm-hmm. doing these things. I'm like, oh my God, like what? Right. It was a complete paradigm shift. So for us who's listening, it's like, okay, great. So I'm a nurse. I'm working. This is what I know. Let's talk about the education piece a little bit. I know you talk about the podcasting, uh, but what was the first thing that said, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, the 401k thing is not the move. What was the first action that you took and what was the guide towards that next step that led you to believe that this was a good move was it like okay episode 100 that i listened to now i'm ready to take action or what was that thing that oh initially gosh. like kick-started this whole movement let's talk about the single family first because i know you're in multifamily now, but let's talk about that investing out of state yeah yeah so yeah. i think that was originally learning about the burr method was what really hooked us of like having a fixed amount of in our capital my husband and i just had like a fixed amount of capital we wanted to make it stretch and through the burr method by buying a place below market value renovating it pushing all this equity into it renting it out getting a renter in there to start paying your um giving you monthly cash flow every month and then refinancing it to essentially pull out all that money and repeating it we're like oh this is going to be perfect let's do this because then we can make that that fixed amount of capital really scale for us. And then we were looking in Atlanta, Georgia. We live in Los Angeles, California. Just the price point to entry is difficult here. Mm-hmm. And were you guys we, renting there at the time? Sorry to cut you off. I want to make sure no. you give, give some context. Renting yeah. or owning in LA? So no, we owned. And that was really kind of like what the a light bulb was for us was yeah. like, we had just had our second daughter. We were like, okay, maybe we should upgrade to a bigger house. Like we were looking into like what that would look like. We started working with the lender and he was like, talking to us. And he's like, do you know, you have over a hundred thousand dollars worth of equity in your house. And we were like, Mm. Oh, cool. Like, what is that? What can you use it for? What's that good for? Like, we like knew nothing about real estate. And so when he was telling us what we could do with it, we're like, wait, so you can take out this money on like a 3%, three and a half percent loan, like through a second mortgage and invest it in real estate and get 15 to 20% returns. Like just mathematically, it was like, this is a no brainer. So we became leveraging all the good debt in our lives. Like we pulled out loans against our 401ks at like 3.2%. We're investing in real estate. Um, I know people that do that with their life insurance policies, roll over IRAs. Like the more you start learning about all the financial tools out there and the strategies to make it work. And that's a good thing about listening to podcasts and hearing from other people like, Oh, I didn't even know you could pull out a loan on your life insurance policy at a low rate and invest it in real estate. And I have investors in our deals that are doing it. And it's just like, so amazing to learn about all these tools that you can use to your advantage. But you know, a lot of people out there, like, you know, Dave Ramsey pushes very much like no debt at all. So I know some people, when I talk to about the concept of pulling, out a second mortgage on a home or pulling out a loan on their uh, 401k like that that seems super risky to them and when they're not looking at the the numbers of like wait so you pull it out at like four percent invested in an investment tool that's making you 15 20 percent like when you kind of start to explain the numbers it starts to sink in but some people are just like very adverse to those methods 
I love that you said that. First of all, great explanation because that's a point we need to really bring home, right? That the, the American, no, I mean, this was, they were selling it to us. I don't know if we're drinking the Kool-Aid, us millennials, but you know, the, the, that's the American dream, et cetera, own a home. Sure. But we, have, we, you know, you talk about rich that poor that, right? Like the difference between an asset and a liability of, you know, when you own, you know, for our listeners, what, what really Savannah is bringing home is like, pun intended. Uh, what Savannah is really saying is that when you own a home, um, you have equity that you've built up over time from paying your mortgage, um, that's sitting there, right? And it's not being put to work, right? It's, it's, and you want to liquidate that if you, and, and it's so interesting that you say some people would see that as risky because f- funny enough, we are both investors out of state. So we own property here in Atlanta, out in Atlanta and we're here in New York, you're in the West Coast. So you know the deal. That could be a huge risk to someone, which is the next thing I want to talk about of like, okay, so now you got the education from the lender, which is fantastic. And I got to ask, and I'm, I'm jumping up around a little bit, but this is interesting. The the lender, when you asked about the, the refinancing or the HELOC, perhaps, I don't yeah. know which one you did. Um, was that after you had listened to all those podcasts? Or was like kind of like- So kind of like around the same time. No, it was like before. It was before that he started kind of introducing that concept. And then I like- started, I went on YouTube and was like, okay, well, how to use a second mortgage to invest in real estate? Like literally mm-hmm. just using those keywords to search and listen and watch yeah. all these videos. That's so powerful. So then you're thinking, okay, great. So now we have all this cash. Mm-hmm. What do we do? What, 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 what made you think of, you mentioned that a little bit, the market, everyone's complaining, right? It's too expensive here. What made you start looking elsewhere and out of state? Yeah. So really, I guess more listening to the podcast and hearing a lot of people on them do invest out of state. And there are some people even now where I'll have investor calls with LPs on potential syndications we're doing, and they get nervous for the fact of investing out of state and out of their Mm. comfort zone. And honestly with us, you know, it's, 2021, like you can literally go on Google and walk the streets in any neighborhood that you're investing in. You can go on there and get all sorts of demographics about crime, about uh, rent. I mean, really every school systems, everything is so available at your fingertips through the use of the internet that it's hard to... I mean, to me, it does, and I feel very well versed and educated on the markets, even though we've never even been to Atlanta, Georgia. And we, <laughs> I could tell you all the sub markets, you know, what homes are going for over there, what the good pieces of neighborhood, which ones are turning. Like, I've just done so much homework and research in the cities through Zillow, you know, through yeah. realtor.com, just looking at all these sites, talking to brokers, talking to property managers about like what's going on in the city. What a time to be alive. So again, we literally have the access is just to click away. And yeah. so is a YouTube or a Google. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you choose to take your talents or your money mm-hmm. outside of state. What does that look like? Because I know you, t- I, I want to highlight the team concept. You have the strong foundation inside the home where you and your husband are in alignment. You're like, this is what we're going to, this is what we need to get to, to put our money to work, et cetera. Now, what does that team taking that keyword team look like outside of the home when you're looking to actually take that money out and have, have some, I guess, peace of mind doing it. What did that look like? What did that team look like in Atlanta? Yeah. So we were looking into the burn method originally. So we're like, okay, we need a contractor team, a good property manager team. This is like the path we were looking at, but with the burn method, 
when you're buying these buildings, you're buying them in all cash, right? I mean, that's like the method you're buying, like a very undervalued undermarket property that needs a lot of work in cash. And yeah. then you're, you're pushing a renovation in it and just overseeing a renovation for our first time across the country with the team that we're vetting out through the phone. Like, yes, people do it. I've heard tons of people do it, but for us working full-time jobs, having two young daughters, we were like, okay, this is going to be a little bit out of our comfort zone. Like, I don't want one of our first real estate investing experiences to be super stressful. Like I don't like it. I didn't want to dread or have things go wrong or be stressing about it. And so we ended up going and kind of pivoting and going towards a new built townhome. So a company that has these built built to rent projects, really, they build them out for investors. They put their property management in place. They're pretty much turnkey and they're cash flowing. Mm. Um, so that's what we ended up doing for the two homes in Atlanta. Um, Remember the name of the company, by the way? Uh, Suncoast. Yeah. Suncoast Suncoast property. So they're based in Florida, but this was their first project in Atlanta. So we vetted Mm -hmm. them out. Uh, The homes are in Union City near the airport over there. Oh, nice. Of course. Yeah. And um, so that was amazing for us to get in. They gave us an app. They were sending us pictures and videos of all the updates on the property. They had a renter sign a one-year lease in the building um, for higher than they projected the rent to originally be. And, um, so they were ready before it was even being finished built. And we've had that tenant in place. And now when anything goes wrong with like maintenance issues or anything with it, we get it sent to us through their, our investor portal, but they handle it right away. And because they're the ones that built the, the home themselves, like they have a lot more initiative and motivation in terms of like managing it appropriately. Mm, love that. Um, just as I'm thinking through this, as someone's listening, is can you provide some context if you don't mind? As far as like, I really want to highlight the importance of, especially in this day and age where we're seeing, you know, this is what April 2021. We're kind of still trying to get out of this pandemic. People are working remotely. They're they're going to these cities now, and the out, you know, because they have the luxury to work remotely. Um, so with all that said, what is what was the um, what kind of numbers can you get out of state just to give people who are living in these expensive cities some kind of context of like, wow, maybe I should think about putting my money to work if that helps. Yeah, definitely. So for a single family home over there, we bought a four bedroom, two and a half bath for 177,000. And um, we have a renter in there right now paying 1600 a month. Mm-hmm. And we went with Wells Fargo and, um, they let us get in at 15% down. Um, this was during COVID. So we had to do a lot of extra reserves that we weren't yeah. initially planning to do. So our closing costs, our initial cash to close was a little bit higher than we were to yeah. initially anticipating, I think close to 26,000 to get into it, but 26,000 and you get in, you have this house of like investment property and it's cash flowing. It's unbelievable. I mean, we, we did something very similar. Um, and, and it's funny. So the 15% is that, was that like a second home mortgage? Cause I know there's a lot of different things. And what I would uh, advise our listeners is to really tap into the network or your lenders, right? There's like second vacation rental mm-hmm. uh, mortgages. There's um, 203k there's, there's, I mean, there's tons of what kind of, um, mortgage did you guys leverage was it just a traditional investment or yeah it was a traditional investment mortgage yeah with 15 percent down so we're paying mortgage insurance on it mm-hmm. but it allowed us to get in at two so we bought two essentially kind of for the price of one of what we we're oh, cool. originally. like a 
Oh, like a duplex or like a very no, just two of them right next to each other. That's really cool. Family homes, yeah. That's awesome. So then, so you've been doing that. You're operating out of state. Uh, You have the portal. You have the management, which is super key. Um, As far as okay, if that's not enough with all that's going on in your life, you're like, okay, I want to take things to the next level. You mentioned the keyword multifamily, and just to give some context, those were single families, and I think it's really cool because it's a nice stepping stone. was that always the idea now that you're like, okay, a one property or like, what was the, the you talk about your planning um, all the time. What was the vision initially? Cause I know you guys had to pivot, right? Burr was the first strategy and now you get to investment property. You're thinking, okay, this isn't bad. What's next? What was, yeah. what was next? So it was really when we read the financial freedom through real estate investing by Michael Blanc, that was kind of the big mindset shift of like Mm. being able to achieve this like financial freedom through these multifamily deals. And so right after we did those single family homes, we read that book. And then that's when we set like our five-year goals of like what we wanted to do with these syndications and moving into multifamily, it becomes a team sport, especially through syndications, which is people pooling together their capital resources to take down these larger type deals. And it just provides um, us to work with like friends and family who want to invest in deals and um, gives us the opportunity to present other people with real investment uh, opportunities and investments that they might not otherwise have the access to. And then they're really not doing any work on these projects. They're really just kind of sitting back and receiving their rewards. That's a huge benefit of the syndication model. Um, But making that transition it it's a big step in terms of kind of doing a multifamily deal. There's a lot of legal things that go into it when you're raising other people's money. And so for us, we invested in a coaching program. So we, we went into a coaching program because we were investing in these deals. We had friends and family investing in in these deals. Like we're not going to lose anyone money, like at this point. So we're like, we'd rather pay the upfront costs in a coaching program to have someone who's looking over our shoulder with 20 plus years experience at all of our underwriting, making sure we're considering all worst case scenarios, um, looking through everything just to make sure we weren't missing anything. And that gave us really the confidence and the support to move into the multi family sector. Yeah, no, I love that. Cause if you're listening, I can pretty much see the trial. Okay. Education, free education, tons of education. Then you want to take it to the next level. And I do believe that, you know, there's, there's two ways to get to people, right? It's, I mean, there's time, money or quality, right? So it's, if you want to get close to the source, you're going to want to, you know, invest uh, in, into people who are experts, right. To take you seriously. Um, what, can you touch on that for like, do you, do you think that, uh, what was kind of the avenue that you guys went where you're like, Hey, this is, this is why we need a coach. Is it more or less also because you are full-time working as well? Or what was the idea when you looked at your ways of, okay, how do we get into this? Yes, definitely. The fact that we were both working full-time, but more, I think was like, we wanted, if we were going to be asking people to invest in these deals with us and presenting these opportunities to friends and family, we wanted to be like very, very sure of like what we were doing and working with someone with 20 plus years experience that could help us through every piece of the puzzle of taking down a syndication behind the legal fees and the insurance and just all the construction and property management, like having that support, what really gave us the confidence and motivation to like reach out to people to start investing in our deals. Okay. So Please give us some context now because people are listening. I'm like, okay, that could be me, but like, what does that look like? What mm. do your days look like? What do yeah. your weekends look like? Because I think 
it's so important that we understand that if you really have a goal, you can really set your mind to it by really structuring your life in a way that actually looks like you're trying to get that goal. So what does it look like? You come back from, from work. Is there some kind of, are we grabbing dinner and then we're looking at deals? Are we, look- we'll be right back looking at deals before dinner. Are we uh-huh. like, what's what happens at the house? The Royals yeah. tell us the juice. Okay. So this is like a standard day, I guess. So like, um, like right now I'm really big on podcasts really because podcasts provided so much education for me. So now I'm having a goal to do a hundred podcasts over the next year, really just to give back to listeners and share my story, hoping that it motivates anyone along Mm. the way to get started in real estate investing and medical professionals, you know, especially anyone out there who thinks that they want to do it, but don't really know. Like, I hope to share my story to motivate people. So my goal, you you know, so I'm doing a couple podcasts every week. So usually those are scheduled before I go into work, like 6 a.m., 6.30 or after work. Like today I'm recording at 5 p.m. my time. So depending on that, like if I have a podcast early in the morning, I'll wake up early or than my family, my two kids and my husband and record a podcast, get our girls ready to go to work. My normal work hours are like eight to four. Um, if I have a, sometimes I'll do like an investor call during my lunch at work. So I'll, I'll block like a 30 minute time slot for, to do maybe one call a day while I'm at work. And then, um, then I get home like four 30 ish. I'm like working out is huge for me. That's like definitely how I make the transition into like mom life, real estate life of like getting home and busting out a quick, like 20, 25 minute hit workout. Respect. And then kind of like resetting the clock. Like, okay, now, now I'm doing mom mode and then, um, have my girls get home. We do dinner time, bath time, bedtime together as a family with my husband, like us four. And we're really intentional about this time, especially cause our girls go to daycare all day. Like yeah. this is our time to be a family. And so we like put away our phones, like occasionally baseball's back up. So maybe we'll watch a baseball game, but otherwise just play with our girls and hang out. And then when we put them to bed around eight o'clock, we, really kind of jump right back into real estate stuff. Like either we're working on emails and communication or lists to do lists. Like we, like I'm looking at our whiteboard right in front of me right now. And we have like four separate to-do lists for each of the projects we're working on. And there's like a list of like 10 things on each list. And then, then there's like an S by it for my name and then an L for Lupe, my husband. And that's just like each thing of, we can keep track of like what we're working on in a deal. Cause for instance, when you're doing a deal, like some of the things on there is like, we're waiting for investor signatures, investor capital. We need quotes for repairs, property management office. We need flood insurance, a energy trust fixtures, legal fees. So that's like one of our lists. And so there's L's and S's next to them. And so Lupe and I come together and just kind of like double check, like, is there anything that is like outstanding and kind of just touch base on like open-ended outstanding items. And then um, we'll like, you know, some, we do that most days. I'd probably say like four days out of the week, we're kind of like grinding doing emails. I'm setting up like podcast stuff for the upcoming week. I did a webinar last week uh, for healthcare professionals. So we're working on like a bunch of, yeah, it's like, you know, nonstop kind of, and I'm a part of like a meetup on Tuesday nights that I try to attend and network with people. So that's kind of what it's like. I mean, we've had to sacrifice Netflix and that kind of stuff, you know, luckily with COVID it's like, we're not really going out and doing too much stuff now. Although like Friday nights, we usually do picnics in the park with my daughters and we hit the beach every weekend. So we do, we, we do a lot of family time stuff on the weekend, but that's kind of like how we grind in. And like I said, podcasts while I'm driving to work and driving home, that's kind of how we get all that stuff in. Guys, if you're listening, I'm shaking my head because it's, I just want to salute to, 
I think it's just so important because I hear people, you know, you see it and like, I want this bad, right? But what does your day-to-day look like? And that will tell you where you're going to go or where you're going to be. Like, listen to that. And there's really no excuse. And the reason why I'm so happy you're here, Savannah, is like, it's just, it's so humbling. Like, you're you're full-time professional, so that excuse is out the window. You're a full-time mom, that excuse is out the window. You look fantastic. You're in great shape and you work at it, right? So that's out the window, right? You're, you're spending quality time, right? So you, there's no excuse, oh, but my kids or but my family. Like, you're really structuring a... a, a a formula to to really formulate like your success, which it's just so important. And I'm so glad you said it. It's the Netflix takes the sacrifice, right? Because people say, I don't have enough time. You're just not prioritizing the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just really want to echo that. And I want to just salute you because that's just really remarkable. And it shows and you get what you put in. And so one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, you guys got the coach you didn't even think of like, oh, I want to be a limited partner at any point. You're just like, no, we want to be GPs. Yeah, I, I we were, <laughs> like, so we were, dang. Can I, we, uh, I know. we were originally we like, <laughs> yeah, we kind of like looked it up, but then like, after we read that book, we were just like, and learning about kind of that book is very specific of like the steps you need to take to take down a syndication. And as we were reading it, I was like, well, we can do this. Like my experience in hospital healthcare yeah. administration, my husband does benefits consulting. So he does a lot of spreadsheets and presentation and account management. So right now he does all of our underwriting, like yeah. acquisitions and asset management for projects. And I do a lot more of the marketing and investor relations type things. So we've kind of split up the business since we've done that first deal. But um, we kind of, we just felt like, why not? Like, who are we not to do this? Like other people are out there doing it. Like let's create a real estate business and do syndications. Love it, Savannah. Huge shout out to you and the Willow Investment Group. So like, tell me about that. The Willow Investment Group, is that something that you and uh, um, Lupe started or was it a few friends and family? Can you, I know you taught, you started talking about the syndication, how it works. Just give everybody some context because I think you've given us a really and when I say us, it's the listeners out there who are like, oh, wow, like I, I kind of I, I want to be like Savannah. Now you got to show up. Right. <laughs> and that's number one. But you've given us such a good blueprint of like, again, I love it. Right. I'm a, I'm a, it's too expensive. OK, let's go out of state. OK, great. Well, now I'm in single family. I don't know how to jump. OK, invest in a coach. Right. So you've kind of shown us a blueprint. Tell us about what's currently happening now that. Okay, Willow Investment, how did that start? That sounds so fancy. Like, and it is. Obviously, you guys are doing some amazing stuff. How did that come together? Who are the people who are currently in maybe your most current investment? Is that where you're in right now? The 12, is it a 12 unit that you're... Um, we're doing a 24 unit right now, but yeah. So really when we decided we were going to do Willow invest or do multifamily syndications, we're like, Mm -hmm. okay, we need to create a business because we're purchasing these properties in an LLC. And even like in terms of buying investment properties, we were like strongly suggested to buy them in an LLC. So we created Willow investment group, LLC, my husband and I own it really just to kind of start buying our investment properties in. And when we go to do taxes and that sort of stuff. And then in terms of starting our syndication business, we were just 
gaining a lot of traction from friends and family that we talked to who are like, Oh, I want to get into real estate, but like, you know, didn't want to do a lot of the work. And so we're like, Hey, we're doing these multifamily deals. We're buying apartment complexes. Uh, Lupe and I are like seeking out the investment. We're researching the market. We're putting up the risk capital and doing the due diligence on the building. We're getting it under contract. Then we just start raising money from people who are interested in the deal. And they, they're partners on the deal there. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. They're bringing capital to the deals and, um, we're operating them for them and they're getting amazing returns. They get all the same tax benefits we do. They get amazing, um, returns better than uh, the majority of other investment alternatives that are out there. And they get, you know, they get to say they're real estate owners. We t- tell them to come check out the apartment buildings with us. And they're like, you, you know, you guys own this. So it's a really cool experience for everyone yeah. involved. And it's been awesome to like, really share that opportunity with friends and family. And like I said, other medical professionals out there. Excellent. And and I love that because when people can, I always say this, you got to lead by action. And I don't know if you're the first in your, are you the first in your families to be kind of the, in the investor space? Yeah. Uh-huh. How powerful is that to be like the example? Cause it's one thing to talk about it, but when people see you doing it, they're like, Oh wow, dang, they're for real. Like, can we, can we get a, <laughs> like, can we get in on this? I mean, am I lying? Yeah, no, it is funny. It is kind of a shift in it for sure. But it's kind of like, I know it's kind of to go back on people not thinking about getting started or where to start. It can feel like an imposter syndrome of like entering in a new space and feeling like you're not worthy. Like, you know, when we started Willow Investment Group and we got our checks, we're in the mail. We're like, oh, who are we? Like we own our own real estate business. Like, look at this. And it feels almost like not real because you're like, wow, like anyone can do this. Like literally anyone can start a real estate business and do this. It just takes, like you said, showing up. And that was kind of our biggest thing of like putting in the work for it. Like there, there's no way we're not doing that. And what would you say, just cause this is, I'm a big fan of starting when you're not ready. Like how often are you still in this day and age running into things like, wow, I don't know. And when you don't know something, what's the first thing that you do just so we can kind of build those characteristics of like, Okay, but I don't know. Okay, no one knows what they're doing. Right. Figure it out. What what's your what's your strategy with figuring things out? Yeah, definitely. So that book Grit that I talked about earlier, Grit by Angela Duckworth, it's Mm. really just about overcoming all the obstacles that are in your life. And I know when you were mentioning earlier about like, you know, having a career and like too expensive, throw that out the window. Like I'm even at work, just like having a solution oriented mindset. Like I get problems brought to me all day by doctors, by my staff members, by my techs, like different patients, they bring me their problems all day. And I just, am like, okay, we got to find solutions working towards solutions. And it's not always easy. Like it's not hard. Like even before I started doing podcasts, I was practicing with my husband for hours, just going over like practice interview questions. And I did my first webinar last week and I created my whole PowerPoint. Like I went to whole foods, did my whole PowerPoint. And I came home and I was just telling my husband, Oh, okay. I'm going to run through it real quick. Like, listen to me real quick. And I got stuck on that first slide for, I swear, like 30 minutes. I just was like, Oh my, I told my husband, I'm like, Oh my God, this is too hard. I don't want to do it anymore. And he was like, well, that's your option. You can quit or you cannot quit. And I was just like, okay, like it's not, it's public speaking and presenting and doing all this stuff. Like, isn't easy for anyone. And I've realized that as I've kind of grown, like it takes practice. Like you have to show up and put in the work to do it. Yes, 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 yes. And, and, and you're echoing that you're living, you know, you're embodying this as we're watching you, you're doing the, the podcast in the morning, the listening to the podcast, the, and it's, 
I like bringing things full circle because we call this the lab for a reason. It's experiments, right? And, and our thing is you're just one experiment away. And the thing is, an experiment is not something that you're like naturally gifted at. An experiment is like a, a new test that you're not used to. And that's why we call it the real estate experiment, because we're trying to really get people to understand that you need to just experiment. And what I love about what you said as well is just, I think we really need to bring home that once you take action, like we all have this idea of like, okay, this is where we want to get to, right? But then when you take action, like you, okay, it's a birth strategy. Oops, never mind. It's not the birth strategy. <laughs> and that's so important because you don't figure that out if you don't experiment or if you don't take that first action, mm-hmm. right? Like you might be the best webinar uh, net worth nurse that there is in America. And you will, you will have discovered that by being a practitioner and having taken that step to start hosting webinars to get people into your ecosystem so people know what you're doing. And all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I'm really good at this. Or maybe you're not good at it at first, but then you get really good at it. So it's so refreshing to see someone like you. And by the way, you're super young too. So we're super rooting for you. I'm so fired up to see this because I think it's really going to fire up and get people to think about, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here, where, where's the paradigm shift that I need to take um, to in order to get to that next level? So tell me real quick, Savannah, what is the next kind of thing for so so give us a little context right i mean you you had the two properties you still have those two properties in atlanta correct yes uh uh-huh yeah awesome and then the next after that was the 20 unit or there was one in between so a 12 unit up in oregon then we're closing on a 24 unit now and i'm actually flying to oregon on friday to look at an 18 unit so that's awesome and what are your thoughts as far as like oregon atlanta do you, when you're picking the next property, does that matter for you guys? Or is it kind of like, nope, it's got to be the right deal. Like, what are you doing now? Is it trying to pair them up, keep them close? What are your, what are your thoughts there? It's definitely just our relationship with the broker that we have in Oregon. And he is young and hungry, super motivated. And he sends us after we closed on that first deal and he saw we could do it. He has been sending us amazing deals that even like after the 24 unit, I was telling my husband, okay, let's go look back in Atlanta or let's focus on Reno. And then the next week he's like, oh, our broker, Nigel, he just sent us this amazing 18 unit. We got to put in an offer on it. I'm like, okay. He's like, it's too good to pass up. I'm like, all right. Like, I guess we'll, after this, deal, then we'll look back over there. So we're just remaining flexible with it. I mean, we have great relationships and deal flow is super important when you start getting out. So being able to kind of just keep that relationship going with our broker, will just only make it more beneficial down the road. Yeah. And I got to ask you, how did you meet this, this young fiery gentleman? Marcus and Millichap, which I've heard a lot of podcasts. People are like, don't go on Marcus and Millichap. Don't go on. I know. So everything with a grain of salt and experiment. What, what made you pull the trigger? Even after that's an interesting one. What, what makes you pull the trigger when, because there's a lot of information out there too. That's another barrier. Oh my God. There's so much information. Which podcast do I listen to? Quit Uh, playing games. Listen to Savannah Oreo. That's for (laughs) sure. But what made you go against the grain on that call? Um, just, we, we were just so putting out feelers there. Like we're so new in it. We were just like hitting up brokers from everywhere. We're like, we'd hit up like 10, 15 brokers in a market and just start having initial conversations with them and developing that. So just, I mean, don't knock it until you, you try it for sure. Mm. And you're giving us some gems. I love that. <laughs> don't, it, it, I love it. Take action. Right. And, and, and take everything with a grain of salt and then put it in a, put it in the play, right? Like kind of what you did. So what is next? You're crushing it. 
you have a great career. Um, what are you thinking? Let's keep, let's just keep doing this. Or what are your thoughts of, I know, I know you've probably mapped this out like five years out. Give us a little <laughs> bit of it. Cause you know, what's going to be cool. You're going to be like, yes, Savannah told me she was going to do this five years ago and she did it. Let's have her back. And who knows, we might collaborate down the road. So what's, what's in it for you guys? What's, what's, what's the next thing? Get yeah, it on totally. the air here. Yeah, just really spreading the knowledge and spreading the wealth to a lot of people who are out there who don't know about all the amazing tools, like tapping into capital is like huge for me right now, like teaching people about using their IRA or home equity or insurance plans or just all these different tools that they already have in their pocket to start kind of creating that wealth and multiple streams of an income and passive income. So really just educating people is like my biggest thing right now. And that's like really what motivated me to launch the net worth nurse was to, when I started having these like investor calls with people and teaching them about like real estate, they, I was, I was, I had an education gap. I was constantly referring people to other people's educational resources. And I realized that it was time for me to launch a brand, to create my own platform of educational resources so that people can come to my site and see my YouTube videos and my blog stuff. And just kind of like put my spin on these different educational resources out there. Not saying that you should always get multiple sources of information. Your information shouldn't always come from one source. It's good to kind of just check out what all other people's opinions are for sure on different real estate strategies and that sort of stuff. But, um, that's been big for me, just creating that educational platform and connecting with real uh, medical professionals, really, because I know what it's like to work so hard in a hospital full time and connecting now with physicians who I know are so hardworking and they want to start investing, but don't even like know where to begin. And when I teach them about multifamily syndications and their opportunity to invest, they're just like so mind blown and excited to get started. So really just kind of spreading my knowledge that way is my goal. I'm literally smiling because I'm so happy to see like your niche is perfect because, you know, health professionals have money um, and you're in a position where you look like them, which I think is very important. And when I say that, I don't mean by the looks, it's you speak their language, right? They understand, you understand like where they're coming from their day to day and you're in a perfect position to solve another problem, create a bridge where you're that bridge. And I just, I'm rooting for you. I, I this is awesome. Like this net worth nurse thing is your thing you got to run away with that girl you're gonna crush it with this branding the branding is is keep it up and i gotta say this this is a segment brought to you by invested talent that's my marketing agency um i gotta ask you the question how important has podcasting been for you in the last year or so you said you're starting to get on on these podcasts Are are these creating relationships are you finding you're learning and then you get a chance to share the segment with your 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 um your network as well like how important has podcasting been for you yeah huge like honestly and moving even from single family homes into multifamily and just kind of like all the moving pieces and different people that go into taking down a multifamily deal is there's a lot of people. And so it's been so amazing to now create this team sport of team of, you know, limited partners and passive investors that we're working with. And me being on podcasts is like, so amazing for me to connect with people like yourself who are like big key players out there in the real estate world, doing big, amazing things, like just entrepreneurial mindset, super positive, upbeat, encouraging people. Like I just like the podcast community is so amazing. Like I was on one of the first few podcasts with, um, multi-investing made simple, like Invictus capital. And I got off the podcast with those guys and, um, (laughs) 
Anthony reached out to me and like went to my LinkedIn and was like, Hey, let me help you with this. Like we got to revamp it. And he sent me like new edited banners and headshots and all this stuff. And he was like, make sure you change your bio to add more of this and do this. And I was just like, Oh my God, like the community is so giving and just like wanting to see people level up and just keep growing. And I love that so much. And doing podcasts really allow me to connect with people. Abundant state of mind that is Mm -hmm. in I can't thank you enough how 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 it's how how much value you've been able to give during this podcast. A lot of insight and a lot of key reminders that the proof is in the pudding. Keep doing the work. Continue to be a learner, practitioner, uh, an action taker. And um, where can I know where we can find out more about you? That's for <laughs> sure. Um, the net worth nurse. But where can where else can people tap in with what you're currently doing? Any webinars coming up maybe or anything on the site where where can we get more if we want to connect with you savannah yeah definitely so the net worth nurse that's my website and the net worth nurse under all my social media handles so that's facebook youtube linkedin and instagram i'm pretty heavy on social media because i think it's the easiest way that i can give people an inside look as to what i'm doing in real estate and i throw in some pictures of my cute kids and kind of just some behind the scenes stuff of my life and i love seeing what my investors and other people are doing in the community so it's like my best way to just kind of like keep up with each other's lives so i love connecting with people if you're even remotely interested in anything i've been saying please reach out to me i would love to connect Absolutely. Absolutely. And as I always say, if you're driving and you're listening to podcasts, first of all, kudos to you because you are following the blueprint, but keep your hands on the wheel. We will have everything (laughs) in the show notes. Uh, And it's again, great branding, the net worth nurse for all the social media. That's impressive. Well done. And great domain, of course. But just like that, guys, Savannah Arroyo came in, she conquered, put in, put on their lab coat shared some game with us and we're so grateful so just like that thank you savannah and just like that we are out if you're a real estate professional a real estate agent a real estate investor a lender a multifamily syndicator a contractor you name it and you're looking to grow your online presence but you have no idea how to get started or simply don't have the time at invested talent We help real estate professionals extend their current business to social media. Why is this important? Without this, you wouldn't be listening to this show and your own host, Ruben Kanya, and his team would not have done deals they've done today. As a matter of fact, social media has helped us keep this show together, which now exceeds a billion dollars worth of real estate from our guests collectively. That's right. Our reputation, opportunities, partnerships, and most importantly, real estate transactions were started directly from social media. If you're a real estate professional and you lack an existence on a media platform, Invested Talent can help. Simply go to investedtalent.com forward slash social media and make sure you click the get in touch button to get in touch with our team. Again, that's investedtalent.com forward slash social media and get in touch with our team. You focus on being the brand and we'll help you build it. Now, if you know anything about the lab, you know that we like to give practical advice. So if you feel that this podcast was of any value to you, please be sure to leave us a review on iTunes by going directly to the podcast app. From the show's page, scroll all the way down and leave us a review. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment. Lastly, and most importantly, share this episode with a friend you feel will benefit this episode the most. Remember, there's a you and I in build. Let's build, y'all.